Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today in Watching Your Wealth, trying to cut your credit card bill? Try joy-based spending. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. I'm Veronica Dagger. Cindy Wilson is a financial consultant at TIAA. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great to have you. So first, before you give us some tips on how to cut back, tell us why it's so hard for so many of us not to spend so much. Okay, sure. That's a great question. And, you know, the answer can be different for everyone. But spending money on things that don't bring us joy can be like eating junk food. It may feel good in the moment, but uh, even though you know eating nutrient-dense food is so much better for you. The same goes with our spending. When we spend mindlessly, we really are essentially consuming empty calories, and that's where joy-based spending comes in. So we're not going to be able to get out of paying the electric bill, of course, but this is a fun way to make sure the majority of our spending, when we do have that choice, is fueling our individual dreams and goals, really what's most important to each of us. Okay, so that's a little bit about joy-based spending. I, I just want to kind of want to go back to the point of why so many of you spend so much. I think sometimes there's you know this tendency to want to keep up with the Joneses, see what your neighbor's doing, um, compare and contrast to their life on social media. Perhaps there's an expectation of you're a certain age and you want, you think you should be have a house or have a car by that age and that you put your own sort of, um, there's the social pressure aspect. So I think there's a lot of things that factor into it. Sometimes the region of the country you live in can also increase or decrease the pressure that you put on yourself or you feel like your neighbors are putting on you. So there's a couple different factors that I think people want to be aware of. And I think uh, having that awareness is a good first step to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So let's talk about joy-based spending. Uh, You said there's three steps to implementing this. You said the first step is this highlighter test. Tell us what that is and how we do it. Uh, Absolutely. With the highlighter test, um, we begin by writing down everything we spend money on in a given time frame. We can take a month, for example. When we're done, we go back through and highlight anything we spent money on that didn't bring us joy. So some of the first things that come to mind will be the more mundane things like the cell phone and cable bills. But the biggest regrets I hear about are usually the more impulsive purchases, like walking out of the car dealership with more car than planned or a timeshare purchase. What about those times? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what about the little expenses? Because I often he- uh, hear that so many people, and I know I do it myself, spend too much on things like food and you know lunches out and coffee and all this other consumable. Exactly. So by taking inventory of that and um, jotting everything down that you spent money on for the month, and then going back and highlighting, well, what was worth it and what wasn't? What was sort of fun and what really um, made you happy? And it's kind of about creating better habits and more mindfulness when it comes to spending. I like that mindfulness. That's a really good one. Um, I'm wondering when it comes to some of your expenses, though, isn't it possible to sort of go through and highlight your statement and say, you know what? Yeah, I didn't get a whole lot of joy from this, but 
the fact is it made my life easier. I didn't have a whole lot of time the night before to make my lunch, and so I just bought my lunch. I, I don't feel particularly joyful, joyful about that, but it, it helped me. Sure. Uh, and what that might do, this, this exercise, just might bring more awareness to the situation. So maybe next time around you would make time. And so you'd ha- make a conscious decision to make time to plan out lunches as opposed to then going out to lunch every day that week at work. It, it might not happen all the time, but it's about understanding some of the habits that we fall into that we may not be aware of, creating that awareness, and then enabling ourselves to make some, some choices going forward that might be different from where we, what we may have done before. Got it. So what's the wage, uh, hourly wage rule? So the hourly wage rule is a real simple way to um, kind of uh, make an assessment of whether to make it a purchase or not. So we take our household after-tax income and divide by 2,000 hours, which is the average amount of time worked annually. So let's say our household income is $50,000 after-tax. We divide that by 2,000 hours, and you get an after-tax hourly wage of $25. Now, if we come across a purchase that costs $250, we can do the simple math and then ask ourselves, do I really need something that will require me to work that 10 hours to get it? The answer may be yes or no in that situation, but we now have the information to make a more educated decision. Again, it's that awareness. Now, say you have that information, you, you realize, hey, you know, no, this isn't worth it for me, then you have that, that that's great knowledge. But if you don't have, I'm, I'm just wondering, if you don't have another goal, another financial goal, are these exercises for not? Like, in other words, am I going to be motivated long term to say no to some of these short term purchases if I don't have a bigger goal that I'm striving for? Well, it's always important to have, to understand what your short-term <clears throat> as well as your long-term goals are so that we can work towards both. You know, there are always going to be things that we need in the short-term or want in the short-term that are really going to add value and enjoyment to our lives. But um, there's also, uh, you know, the, the times that we think about, oh, we should be setting aside some for retirement so that we can maintain a nice standard of living Uh, in retirement and establishing an emergency fund, for example, is something that can actually give a lot of people peace of mind and add joy to their lives, knowing that with that next financial um, uh, emergency that comes up, they have an account to help with that. So joy-based spending can, can also be holding back and spending money on future long-term goals as well as um, current purchases. Good point. Uh, and this last part of joy-based spending is, think about the funhouse mirror. What do you mean by that one? Well, this is, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about the Joneses. Uh, we're all familiar with that, um, with that phrase, you know, um, we all try to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And it's hard not to compare ourselves to our friends uh, and neighbors, even uh, public figures. So let's say we're admiring a neighbor's new car or fancy clothing, and, um, and we really should ask ourselves if we're comparing our lives to others in an unrealistic, carnival-style funhouse mirror. And so if, if we consider an example, 
of a neighbor, you know, and, and then we say to ourselves, how can she live like that? We should try to imagine how much of that is being funded through debt. It really comes Good down point. to debt. Yeah, we may, we may, they may look on the outside like they have it all going on, right? Um, <laughs> but they may only own a tiny slice of that life. They may also have a lot of debt, that, that part that we can't see. So it's important when we make those comparisons to make sure that our purchases reflect our authentic selves and not that image in the funhouse mirror at the carnival. That's kind of a different way of looking at keeping up with the Joneses. That's very smart. And I think you make such a great point because you do not see that person's credit card bill. You do not see their 401k statement, which may be uh, dangerously low for their age. So excellent tips. Uh, Would you uh, stick around and take our fun financial quiz, Cindy? Sure, would love to. Great. Thanks. You stick around, too. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Love tech? Dig gadgets? Then make tech news briefing from the Wall Street Journal a part of your day. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now it's time for TIAA's Cindy Wilson to take our fun financial quiz. You ready, Cindy? Yes. All right. So, Cindy, what's the best financial advice you ever received? Uh, To live within my means and save 10% for the future. Love that advice. Worst financial advice you ever heard? Any advice where I didn't do my own homework and due diligence. Nice. Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Some things that make you happy. (laughs) Fill in the blank. Money can't buy. (laughs) Uh, can't buy overall happiness. So true. If you won a million dollars after tax, where, what would you do with it? I would use it to help me retire a little bit earlier and help some family who are working hard but still trying to make ends meet. How nice. This has been great. It's been great to chat with you, Cindy. Thank you, Veronica. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.